0: For all my women out there, I just want you to know that you are a boss. Women have to be at the table for technology and innovation. And if not, we'll simply create our own. Don't feel like you shouldn't be a part of the tech space just because there aren't many women in the room. That's exactly why we need you to be there. Girl, don't forget to rep your set in these tech spaces, AKA rep your culture. You are the face of technology. In the face of the future. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Women in Tech with Ariana podcast. With me, Ariana, as your favorite host. For those of you, it's your first time tuning in. Welcome to an amazing community of women in tech, where we talk about the latest news and technology, hear stories from women in tech from all around the world, and share tangible resources and tools like access to funding, giveaway free materials to help you learn th- how to code, job opportunities, we talk about tech conferences of the year you should attend, and so much more. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and leave a review in the podcast app or on the website you're using to listen to this episode. This month is super special because it's Women's History Month, and the Women in Tech with Ariana podcast has partnered with Manning publications for our Blazing Trails podcast series. Every week of this month, we're featuring two special podcast guests per week to come on the show and talk about their journey through technology, share advice to our listeners, and of course, we have giveaways. Every Monday and Wednesday of this month, guys, we are publishing new episodes with some of the most powerful women in technology from all around the world. Make sure to share this episode with your friends and tell them to tune in as we celebrate Women for Women's History Month. Today, guys, we have a special guest, Ekaterina Kochmar. Ekaterina is an affiliated lecturer and a senior research associate at the Department of Computer Science and Technology of the University of Cambridge. Ekaterina works on automated language teaching and assessment, and her research interests focus on readability and second language learning and the use of machine learning methods in educational natural language processing. Ekaterina is also the author of the book that's up and coming, Essential Natural Language Processing, A Friendly Introduction to Python. Ekaterina, it's so great to have you on the show today.
1: Thank you very much, Ariana. I'm indeed very excited and very honored to be uh, on this podcast with you today. And especially as you mentioned that this is a special uh, month and so women in Tech history. So thank you very much for having me.
0: Absolutely. So now let's kind of just warm up our listeners um, and tell us a little bit about who you are. So like, where are you from? And then where are you currently based?
1: Uh, I'm originally from Russia, from St. Petersburg, uh, and currently I'm based in Cambridge in the uh, UK where I work at the University of Cambridge, Department of Computer Science and Technology, and I'm an affiliated lecturer. Uh, I do research, I do uh, a lot of teaching in the department as well. So that's. Uh, My story in short.
0: Can you kind of walk our listeners through, you know, what was your journey like through technology down to the earliest memory? You know, like what kind of sparked your interest for technology?
1: Uh, Excellent question. So to be honest with you, I can't really uh, tell this story that many people would probably be telling that they fell in love with technology at first uh, sight and so on. To be honest, my personal journey with technology was not a very smooth one. So um, originally when I came across, say, programming languages and technology during my undergraduate degree, I can't say I was immediately taken by that. So um, I've always been actually interested in human language, how language evolves, how and why it works the way it works, how we humans learn to speak a language, like any language, for instance, our own one, as well as any foreign language. So apart from being creative, language is also quite an elegant and quite a precise uh, sort of mechanism a system, if you wish. So during my undergraduate degree, I studied applied linguistics, uh, which actually looks into how language uh, works uh, and how we can model it as a very precise, if you wish, mathematical structure. And so I was always good and always interested in math. So that's what uh, sort of inspired me and that's what attracted me to this particular um, domain and so i was actually a linguist and um, at that particular point in life even though i came across technology and programming languages i didn't quite see the connection and i couldn't quite figure out at this point uh what's Uh, use I can make of the programming and technology in what I was researching and what I was looking into. So I didn't make this connection to the actual practical use of technology at that point. And I can say that it was only when I started my master's degree in computational linguistics that I learned to code really well. And that's when I had one of those biggest aha moments in my life that is related to technology. I suddenly found out that all those things that I'm interested in language I can discover and explore much more efficiently using technology. So I saw that it was actually the bridge that connects uh, what I want to know about, what I'm interested and curious about, to finding out the answers. And since I joined this field of computational linguistics and natural language processing, uh, you may say that over the past years, lots of amazing things uh, happened in this field. So today if you ask people who have no connection to linguistics and natural language processing, even. I think that almost anyone would be able to tell what natural language processing is about because we all use it. We all use the technology in our everyday lives. So, to give you a very sort of simple example, I think we'll use the, well, most of us use the predictive technology, the predictive uh, text on our smartphone and other devices. We talk to intelligence assistants like Siri or Alexa and so on and so forth. And all of those things are made possible by technology, computer science, and natural language processing. And I feel very excited that I can understand what's going on under the hood and can even develop an application like that myself. So I think it's quite an amazing journey for me, but I would say uh, there was this moment in my life when I did actually realize that that's what I want to be doing. But it wasn't from the very first
0: I love how you talked about, right, like, okay, you know, first I was a linguist and then you discovered that, oh, wait, technology is actually the bridge to help me to do, you know, um, you know, fulfill this passion and this desire that I have to learn more about natural language and so and how people process it. So can you walk us through that like that moment? Right. So like, you know, at this time, you know, you had already done your undergraduate research going into your master's program, you know, what kind of gave you? um, What was it that said, you know, okay, you know what technology is actually the route that I need to take to apply to what I already know?
1: Yeah, that's great question. So um, when I started this um, master's degree in computational linguistics, uh, a huge part of this course was actually taken by uh, different programming languages courses. So I learned to program in other languages, and then I clearly remember how We had a course in Python and that was quite new for me because I didn't know this language. And um, an amazing thing that was done was that we started looking into how Python can be applied to processing language. And I think from that particular experience in my life, I learned that to bring uh, someone to this understanding that you need technology and you can actually use it to apply to something that you are interested in. You just need to show this connection that you can do something very easily uh, with this technology. That was the aha moment for me. So we learned how to use Python. And I should say, Python nowadays is quite a popular language overall. So it's used widely in research, in academia, in industry, likewise, and so on. And there are so many different toolkits that are developed for this language. But um, even from the educational perspective, it's a great language to learn because it's quite interpretable, it's easy to You know just um uh, just acquire and just learn things very quickly and that's a great introduction to programming in fact so um we were looking into all these different tasks about natural language processing and we were looking at a particular toolkit that allows us to extract information from text process text very easily and so on so forth and at some point i just remembered how i thought wait a minute, Uh, I understand everything that's going on here. And uh, from a linguistic point of view, like from the theory perspective, I already knew lots of those things. That it was exactly this understanding that you're empowered now, you can do whatever you want because you know how this works. That was quite amazing for me. And I remember how after that, I kept coming back home and just sitting down in the evenings and just coding stuff for fun and i actually never thought about myself as a person who would do that in free time like sit down and code anything for fun but that was exactly it i got so inspired by that that Mm. after that i think i just never stopped so whatever i'm doing right now is actually applying technology applying coding to do things that i'm personally interested in which are around language so that's my aha moment and i think this is um quite a useful sort of understanding that you can just teach people technology through a very familiar example from the fields that they know more about understand more about and so on
0: I love that because that's always that's what I'm always like literally like Preaching and teaching and telling people like, hey, like no matter what industry you're in, there is an application of technology and you're the best person to figure it out because you no one knows the industry better than you do. Whether you're in the restaurant industry, you're an artist, you're a linguist, you're an engineer. It doesn't matter. There's technology that can be applied to all these different areas. Yeah. Now, yeah. And so now. For some of our listeners, right, and even me, like I'm new to natural language processing now, can you kind of walk us through what is the history of natural language processing in computer science right so whether it's some historical figures or technology that's previously developed, you know what was kind of yeah what do, what do you know about the history of this stuff
1: yeah, that's uh, another question that I really like because um, in my free time i um, teach people from other domains and other industries about natural language processing. And this is my sort of starting lecture into natural language processing where I give them a bit of a historical perspective and talk them through how it all developed and came to be together. Computer science on the one hand, linguistics on the other, to form this um, amazing field of natural language processing. So I actually like the story quite a lot of how it all started. and. Um, Even if you look up on Wikipedia, they will mention this story where uh, originally it started around 50s in the 20th century and the field started with a particular application that is called uh, machine translation. It was by American researchers who decided to automatically translate uh, texts from Russian to English and in particular they were focusing on their scientific texts. So, because everyone uh, was excited about the technology, the computers, and uh, the computer science was developing quite fast at that point, they thought, oh, this is going to be solved pretty quickly, because computers are good at all the precise computations, figuring out the patterns and, you know, spotting the different things. Uh, And at that point, the linguists thought that uh, basically this can be solved very quickly and very easily, because we can uh, explain how one language is translated into another using patterns and using rules, And in fact, it works quite um, often because we can think about language having this structure when we have one phrase on one side, which actually corresponds to one specific phrase on another side. And so they thought they're going to solve this very quickly. So when I tell this story to my students, I usually ask them, do you think they succeeded in that? And so you can think of an example of say, Google translates nowadays, so most of the time when we use it, we say, okay, it works pretty well, but it's still, um, you know, it's still not perfect. So an mm-hmm. amazing fact is that that's how it all started over 50 years ago now, almost 70 years ago, but we're still not actually there. But it was this belief of researchers that we can describe language in terms of some rules and here is the technology that can help us that brought these fields into being and into existence. So the very early start for the whole sort of thing was with rule-based systems. Linguists were putting their theories to practice. They were building all of those different uh, technologies and they were using computers to help them. And machine learning is just one example, but I think it's quite familiar for everyone because I think pretty much everyone once in a while uses Google Translate, for instance. So the next wave in NLP in general and in machine translation uh, in particular was maybe around 1990s when we had, uh, suddenly we had access to lots of data with the internet, with the connected world and so on. So we can actually rather than use rule-based systems where obviously we have our own theories about how language should work and so on, but puts into practice, they don't always work the way we expect them to work. So we started learning from data, and we started using a lot of uh, statistically-based approaches to language, and that's where most of the things actually improved quite quickly and quite impressively. So uh, machine translation in particular uh, learned quite a lot from the statistical correspondences between the different languages. That was, I would say, the second wave. And now, because we have yet again one more uh, really big improvement in the field, that's First of all, the advances in computer science and hardware and software on the one hand, and also in the theory with deep learning techniques and neural networks, we have yet another improvement in the whole field, where the whole field starts moving towards these neural-based approaches. And because we now have uh, all this powerful technology and powerful computers to actually process this huge amount of information that we have access to, this is sort of the third wave of what's happening in NLP. And you might have also noticed um, using applications like Google Translate that they have improved quite a lot. Once again, I wouldn't say that it's all absolutely perfect, but we are getting there. So that's my brief history of the field.
0: You know, you talked about a lot of different topics that within, you know, this historical context that are just quite interesting. Um, And you, you know, you, you touched a lot about, you know, how there's now because there's more data, right? There's more for, um, you know, scientists and data scientists to use to kind of process languages better. And so can you like, I'm curious to know, like, can you tell us about a project where you've worked on? where you've had to use machine learning methods in natural language processing to solve a problem? And what problem was it that you solved?
1: Uh, yeah, of course. So um, I would say that even though NLP is not all about machine learning, right? nowadays, almost any task you think about is actually machine learning based. This is because we have our theories as linguists that we think we can put into practice, but then we also really work in this practical area where we can get uh, proof that our theories work and we also think that it's very valuable to learn from the actual data. So machine learning is used quite a lot and I use it in my, in my research on everyday basis. So almost any project uh, I work on, almost any directional cancer is going to uh, employ a lot of machine learning uh, techniques and insights. So, my research focuses in particular on building educational applications and uh, in the research group we focus on how to help people who don't speak English natively uh, acquire these language skills. So, just to give you uh, some statistics, it's quite impressive. It's estimated that about 20% of the world population speaks English nowadays because, you know, this is the most widely used global language. Uh, Among those who speak it, uh, so here the figures obviously change from time to time but it's roughly about like 5% of those who speak English speak it natively. Uh, That means all the other people need to acquire this skill and it's quite a useful skill because once again anything you think about involves knowing English, this is just like a prerequisite for anything, access to information, education, healthcare, uh, job opportunities and so on and So, uh, my goal with my research is actually to help people acquire this skill uh, more successfully, faster, better and so on. So, um, in particular in the past, I have been working on uh, things like um, applications that help people write in English better. So, the system uh, is machine learning based and it learns from the mistakes that learners when they write in English make and tries to suggest how to improve one's writing and it also has a goal of teaching people how to develop their writing skills better Mm -hmm. and nowadays i'm focusing more on the other language skills skill which is about reading so reading is another fundamental skill that we all possess and actually uh, in this particular direction i'm looking not just into how to help um, non-native speakers acquire reading skills but also I extend this to all sorts of readers because once again quite an amazing sort of statistics. Uh, it is estimated that in uh in the UK, one in six adults uh have poor literacy skills. And I'm sure in other countries the figures are quite similar as well. And it has been shown that even um like sometimes it has very drastic consequences on people's lives. For instance, it has been shown that a number of accidents uh, were related to people's inability to understand technical description in the manuals about how to install baby seats in their cars. So, and this is even oh. before we start talking about um, people who have real sort of problems like dyslexics and aphasia and so so on and so forth. So, there is a huge community of people who can benefit from this, and this is where we can use the technology NLP, machine learning to help. and make real impact on their lives. So uh, the particular things that I'm doing, I'm looking into how to assess automatically with machine learning techniques, whether the text is going to be clear and understandable for a particular group of readers, and also how can we actually adapt this text? So what are the particular complex areas in this text that we can simplify and explain better to people? So if you take, for instance, a manual, some technical description of something can we simplify it so that it's going to be understandable clear to the person how to for example install a babysitting card or how to read uh, something about healthcare so this is where we can again provide them with better access to information better access to healthcare systems to um education to job opportunities and so on so forth so, this is what I'm doing, and because, as I said, uh, uh, NLP is everywhere, machine learning is everywhere, technology is everywhere, this is where we can also use all of these techniques to make an impact with some real life problem.
0: Wow, um that's amazing, um, and I love how you talk about making an impact because that you know helps other people to understand right, like, hey, like this isn't just like some cool research, even though it is, but it's something that, you know, is going to affect, um, you know, millions of lives, but also, you know, in a positive way that can help. Like, I never would have thought of, oh, yeah, like there are people who may not be able to read the instructions for their car seat to safely put their children in the car and this could help prevent accidents. Right. So um, this yeah. really helps it for our listeners to resonate for sure
1: yes so that's that's my goal i have um i do like the theory and uh linguistics and um the whole background uh behind NLP, but i'm also quite excited about how to apply all those theories in practice and i see this particular area as one of really high importance for humanity and that's basically the goal of research
0: yeah that is amazing research is so important and Ekaterina, we just really appreciate you and all that you do. Um, Now, I kind of want to switch it up a little bit. You know, can you tell us about a natural um, language processing uh, project, a company or a nonprofit or maybe there's a person within this industry who inspires you and maybe they're building some fascinating um, technology to solve a big problem in this space?
1: Uh, Yeah, so I've been thinking about uh, this question for myself, is there um, someone in particular, something that I can single out in this field, and I came to a conclusion that, in fact, it's very hard for me to name anyone in particular, because this field that I'm working in, uh, and I mean, natural language processing, data science, machine learning, is full of amazing, smart, and talented people, so it's very hard to just say, this is one single figure that um, should be the main inspiration or whatever, because every day something really amazing happens and people come uh, up with really exciting and impressive ideas and so on. So I think I see the whole field as uh, like we as a community are trying to develop something to help people with their lives. And if you think about most of these technologies that were developed in the past years, um, say the companies, Uh, The intelligent assistants like Siri and Alexa, the predictive keyboards, information retrieval techniques. Um, If you think about, for example, opening the browser, searching for the information, machine translation as Google Translate, for instance. I believe that all of these technologies actually bring improvement to people's lives. They save us time, they save us effort, they educate us, they give us access to resources and knowledge and so on and so forth. So I'm excited about the whole field in general. And I think there are lots of people who are contributing to this field quite a lot. And uh, in my everyday life, uh, in my work life, when I go to work, I work with um, really amazing, smart and talented people. And I think what we are doing in Cambridge in this particular group is very important as well. So I talked a bit about this research that I'm doing, but in general, the whole group is aimed at um, teaching people um english better providing them with uh big opportunities in education and i do believe that it is quite fundamental to uh help people educate themselves and give them access to information and education as much as we could so i think i'm in general excited and inspired by the whole field and i'm very grateful that i'm surrounded by very talented people as well so it's very hard for me to actually single anyone out that's what I think is um, the bottom line. And um, I think there are many amazing people in this field.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, um, Ekaterina, let's make a switch and let's talk about, you know, you're the author of your new and upcoming book, which is super exciting. Um, Essential Natural Language Processing, a friendly introduction using Python. You know, can you tell us about the journey of writing this book and, you know, Who was it that you had in mind when you were writing their book?
1: Uh, Yeah, so um, I mentioned before that uh, in my free time I also uh, build these NLP courses and I teach people from other fields and other domains about NLP. So I have a course that um, I teach to people who usually come from various companies, uh, some of them with some uh, software development skills, uh, programming skills and so on, but not necessarily, they're all from various backgrounds. And the whole idea of this course is to uh, just teach them in a matter of one weekend about NLP and how to get a start in the fields very quickly and basically from scratch. And from that course, I uh, I got this idea that basically it's quite easy to explain to people how this works. At first, they might be a bit scared and they might think that's completely like difficult, non understandable for me far from what I'm doing. But uh, first of all, in most industries, the information comes in the form of a text which is expressed in natural language. So there is a lot to be learned and a lot to be extracted in any domain. So you think about finances, medicine, research, education, insurance, whatever, you name it. So I figured out that there is a huge potential in explaining to people that they can use those techniques for their projects, be that what they do in their free time or what they do for work and so on. And that's one side of it. And another side was that when I looked at the other books that are available in NLP right now, most of them focus on, say, explaining some particular very advanced and very exciting technology like, for instance, how to build your own chatbot or uh, how to use deep learning models with NLP. And it's all very exciting and I'm sure that many people benefit from these books. But what occurred to me is that all these books are aimed at someone who already has some background, maybe knows a bit of NLP, has some uh, experience with deep learning models, neural networks, programming, uh, and so on. So I realized there is no such book that basically explains to people how to get into this from scratch without having any background knowledge in NLP. So my goal with this book is to basically provides people with maybe three insights first of all showing that technology and machine learning is everywhere so in my book i give some practical examples about how this is used in uh, real life which applications they are already familiar with and are using that are driven by these technologies similarly and secondly uh, same applies to natural language processing, it's ubiquitous, it's everywhere, it's used in so many different applications and whatever project they are thinking about. They may benefit from knowing about NLP techniques and from applying them themselves. And thirdly and most importantly, I'd like to show how people can start using it, saying very roughly, perhaps reading my book uh, over the weekends and going on and doing some amazing things themselves building the applications from scratch i'd like to show that it's totally possible and uh i'm just trying to build this bridge from like no backgrounds in nlp towards getting a start in this field, which is quite exciting and very quickly developing and uh i'm thinking of my book as some sort of prerequisite for all this further more advanced books which I'm sure my readers will benefit from once they know a bit more about the fields. So that's my goal.
0: That's amazing. And you know, a consistent theme I can say that we've had like just listening to your story and even me doing my own personal research on you is like there's this theme in your in your work of you know just providing access. And I I love how you know you talked about how there, you know, there are plenty of books that are out there, audio books, regular books. Where, you know, you can learn about natural language processing, um, but, you know, there's this assumption that you already have to have a certain level of understanding. But the fact that your book, you know, is perfect for people who are like, hey, I, I really don't know much about this. But I'd love to get a good introduction. I think that's amazing um, that you're providing so much accessibility. But even in your research of how you look at the way, uh, you know, natural language is processed, you know, you're making, you know, applications and technology um, and education more accessible. So I think that's a, a amazing thing that you're doing.
1: Yes, thank you very much. So, yeah. Um... I think that's uh, what actually excites me probably the most about the films and it's definitely uh, the main goal of what I'm doing. I'm just trying to make knowledge accessible to other people and I really like sharing what I know with other people and making them go through their own aha moments when for instance they come and talk to me and they don't know much about uh, something and I really like making them understand something. And making them basically feel empowered themselves sort of replicating this aha moments that I had in my life at some point
0: that's amazing and you know the last question that I love to ask all of our guests who come on the show what's one thing in your life right now that you're excited or passionate about uh,
1: I I think that's uh, exactly what uh, we've just spotted together in in my whole journey so um, <laughs> if I had to name uh, one thing. I think that would be um, education, teaching people, passing on the knowledge that I have and sharing it with other people, making them understand something better from one day to another. And I think as you spotted it, it's the main thing with my book and with my research. And I'm really excited about that. I'm really excited about making life for people, uh, even if a bit better.
0: That's amazing. Well, Ekaterina, you are bomb you are amazing um you're very inspiring um thank you very much i very much appreciate
1: appreciate this Uh, this opportunity to you you know talk and share it with uh the listeners
0: absolutely thanks for having me absolutely thank you for coming on and you guys thank you so much for listening and tuning in in another episode of women in tech with ariana it's your girl ariana signing out and i'll talk to you next week